Welcome to Enchenio and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. Here we are again with another episode of Antonio and Strength Podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. Now we have a lovely lady from the States, it's Sonia Highfield. Hi, Sonia. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I love how you can get to connect with anybody around the world, right? It's like, here, boom, a click of the button. Okay, where are you? And, and you start the conversation. It feels like you're there in the same room sometimes. It's lovely. Yes, that's definitely one of the perks of, of online business life. <laughs> right. Uh, Sonia, you are a wealth expansion coach. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got where you are today? Yes. So I started as a photographer and I was doing uh, a lot of food photography, commercial fr- photography. Um, that was really what I always thought I was going to be. And it took me a couple years to really figure it out. Of course, once I got past kind of the, the starving artist phase <laughs> and figured out, you know, how to price myself, how to get good clients. And I was really at a point where my, my photo business was going really well. And um, all of a sudden, the summer of 2015, I just had this massive wave of energy and this calling to help other creatives. And so um, I listened to my intuition and I thought I was going to start a blog, but I started a second <laughs> business and I just knew that there was something I was supposed to help people with. And um, I, I started on this journey of trying to help other creatives with their businesses of creating a profitable business where they could do what they loved and Um, not be miserable. Basically, I felt Mm -hmm. like I had gone through that journey of really not enjoying my business because I wasn't making enough money. I didn't have nice clients. I didn't know how to set boundaries. Oh, gosh. And (laughs) you'll go through that. (laughs) Yes, right. And that really wasn't fun. And I had this realization like, this is my business. If it's not fun, and I'm not enjoying it, what the heck am I doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when I, you know, was, was thriving in my business and I got this call to help other people, I really just dove in and started to explore. And, um, I started doing speaking pretty much right off the bat. Um, this was just a very intuition led business that I began. So I, I started speaking with no prior experience. I got out from behind the camera and I started talking at schools and different, you know, groups and, uh, eventually started speaking around the country. Sonia, can and, I ask, 
sorry, before yeah. you go further, do you still get that same feeling every time you go on stage or every time you go in front of a group of people, like that excitement in your belly? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, that is my favorite. That is my favorite when I feel really lit up. Yeah. And it's a little nerve wracking, but it also is like, wow, I'm in my purpose. Yeah. Oh, I love that. In that moment. So yeah, I, I learned that I love to speak. And I was I was talking to people about money mindset all over the country. And um, it really was really, it was eye opening. And I felt like, oh, I'm sharing something to a, a sect of people that are not getting this kind of help. Um, and even just, you know, five, six years ago, like money mindset, mindset wasn't as big a thing, I think, Um, especially in, you know, the creative world for artists. So I really just dove into that. And then it's it's expanded since then. And I work with all kinds of, you know, creative people, they don't have to be artists, but someone who feels like, you know, they're creative at heart, and they're really going after something that they're passionate about. And now I get to help, I get to help those amazing people who want to, you know, do good in the world, do their mm-hmm. sole purpose work. And we work through money mindset, we work through pricing, we work through, you know, communication and setting up offers, and we get into the nitty gritty of business. And then we also work with their energy and work with their intuition, and really set it up so that they feel good in their lives every day as humans and as business owners. Can I ask you, do you find us as creators, it's much harder to price their things or as artists like, you know, or having that block, like that mindset block of having to charge for what they create? Totally. Yes. Everyone has issues with pricing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're struggling with it, um, what I like to remind people is that it's subjective, which is why it's hard. And it's subjective, which is why it's really freeing. Mm -hmm. So understanding your own desires, your own goals, your own needs financially is the best way to figure out how to start pricing yourself. But so many people really don't just don't know where to start, right? There's kind of not a, not a great blueprint for, for creative yeah. industries. So um, I always encourage people to know their own numbers first and make sure that what you're pricing, your art, your work, your services, whatever it is, make sure that it's realistic for yourself first and foremost before you try and be quote unquote reasonable for other people. For other people. That's interesting, Sonia. I mean, look, we're, since we're talking about creative, because I do book collaborations, right? And I remember having this conversation with one of my clients saying she thought I was very pricey, right? And I'm like, well, so I literally, because I really liked it, I was like, look, I'm going to break it down to you on what everything goes. And after I broke it down, I was like, shoot, I'm left with no money. <laughs> you know? And I was yeah. like, I should actually start charging her more. But she went like, oh, my God, I didn't know that's where everything went, you know, especially with books. It's people think it's like, oh, you should be paying me for writing my story. And I'm like, well, there's editing, 
you know, there's proofreading, there's the design, there's the time that goes behind, there's a lot of things that go behind it, you know, and it's not, I mean, I know we get a lot of people saying, oh, I self-published my book, but even if you self-publish your book, you're still doing a lot of work to get that book written. It's not one thing, it just goes from one day to the next one. Yes. But uh, yes. yeah, but pricing, I think that's very hard for people who are, like, for people who are creators because like, oh, you know, you start saying like, oh, maybe I should charge it less. And it's like, and then when you do break it down, you're like, oh, no. Okay, oopsie. Yes, yes. And this is what I also like to remind people is that uh, number one, it's not wrong to make money doing what comes easily to you. Right. Because a lot of people feel like, oh, well, no. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's you're, you're the person that can do that thing better than who's ever paying you. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason that, you know, you're good at it and therefore you should be able to profit from it. And that's really not wrong. And, you know, there's so many layers and complexities and, you know, emotions that we have around money and our worth and charging. And, you know, everyone's got a money story. So it's not wrong to to need to work through that stuff. But at the end of the day, like, wouldn't it be amazing if you were making a lot of money at what was most, you know, easy and enjoyable and natural and fun for you? And that that then gave you the life and the health and the freedom and the opportunities and the comfort and, you know, the ability to give back and, you know, be generous with your friends and, you know, that whole mm-hmm. cycle yeah. is such a beautiful cycle. And so it's okay if there's discomfort, but to make sure you're also understanding where the pleasure comes in, right. Yeah. Of how beautiful that you know, it really is a privilege to get to have your own business and be able to charge what you want and do the work you love. Like that in itself is such a privilege. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not wrong to take full advantage and leave in, lean into that and make sure that it's really serving you. Yeah. 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 But you said it's so true because a lot of people who, when you're good at, the, at something, you take it for granted. So because yeah. it comes naturally to you, it doesn't mean necessarily it comes naturally to someone else. And I think as creators, as coaches, this, this is what we actually, this is our business and something that we're really good at that we can pass on to someone else, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sonia, speaking of wealth, this is one question I always wanted to ask. You know? <laughs> In your opinion, is there such thing as something that is expensive or is simply something that we can't afford? Ooh, that's a good question. I've never been asked that before. Um, you know what, I think there is such a thing as expensive, which is why that word exists. But again, it's subjective, right? So, you know, I I think that spending $800 on sushi is expensive. But, you know, it that might be expensive to me, that might be just a day in the life for someone else. So it is subjective. But I think absolutely. you know, we're, we're allowed to use that word and also to be conscious of what it means to us. Okay. Cause there was something, you know, when people say, okay, that's really expensive. And I'm like, uh, I mean, I always had this going, somebody taught me this a while ago. Right. And it was like, if you can't afford it to buy it twice, 
that if you can't buy it twice, that means you can't afford it, basically. Mm. So that will become expensive because that no longer is, that will be an expense and it won't be something that you really need. Does that mean? No, no, not, no, it will be an expense. But let's say if you want, let's say if you want a watch, right? And you want this like beautiful Rolex and it costs, let's say 50 grand, but you know, you want it, but you know, if, if, it, if it breaks, if it, if you lose it, if somebody robs you or anything, you can't replace it. Right. Yeah. That would be something that I would consider expensive because if I can't replace it, what's the point of really having it? Sure. And I think it all comes down to what you value. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, for me, I could care less about a watch, but I really care about, you know, travel. I really care about my home. You yeah. know, there, there's different things, right. That we yeah. place value on. So, um, you know, some things are expensive to some people and not to other people. I don't think it's an inherently bad word, but I think when it comes to doing business, um, number one, if people tell you your services are expensive, that's totally fine, right? That's not something you need to feel bad about. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, what, what does that really mean for you? Because a lot of times, you know, people will say, oh, I can't afford it. And it's maybe not that they don't have the money. It's just they're not valuing it to put their money towards that thing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I think, you know, the best thing that we can do is really take shame out of money because, right. you know, to some people, again, expensive might have a positive connotation and to some people it's going to have a negative connotation. So mm-hmm. just being conscious of how do I feel about expensive or what does affordable mean or you know am I a luxury brand right just exploring that for ourselves and taking the shame out of it because um a lot of people again that I come across and they're trying to price themselves they're just trying to fit into everyone's budget and that is not possible and it's okay to be you know exclusive in some kind of manner because just we we can't judge other people's bank accounts, right? And some people can afford you and some people can't. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and no shame in that. Absolutely. But that's like, suppose like everything, like the cars and like, you know, the clothes you buy or the shoes you buy or the sneakers you buy, it's the same thing. It depends where, yeah. where you stand and what your relationship is with it. I remember yeah. before I was kind, like I always, I always say it, it's like, I love money. I love spending it. I love making it as well. You know, I'm one of those people. I'm like, yeah, I was like, yeah, sign me up. Where do I do this? You know, yeah. <laughs> but, but as I'm like, before I became an entrepreneur, my spending was like, it was always like, try to go for something, you know, that, that without thinking like, okay, I'll buy that dress because it's on sale. And then the dress will be sitting in my closet for years, you know, until I finally decided to give it to charity or, you know, one of my friends is like, oh, I want that dress. But it wasn't conscious, you know, it was just like that splurge of like, oh, I have it. And it was like, it was burning my pocket. And I was just giving it away, you know, and not, not even giving it away. I was putting it in the wrong places. And then you become conscious about, okay, where do I invest? How I would I rather buy a dress that I'm actually going to wear instead of something that is going to be sitting there for months, you know, yeah. years to come? Yeah. Well, that's a great point. I think, you know, someone asked me the other day, like, where should people start with their wealth mindset? Mm-hmm. And 
what I would say is first define what does wealth mean to you? You know, to some people that might include having, you know, a big wardrobe full of clothes. But, you know, is it just a big wardrobe full of clothes or is it a wardrobe full of only the things that you absolutely love that yes. make you feel powerful and comfortable mm-hmm. and like a freaking goddess when you put it on, <laughs> right? You know, what, what does that wealth mean to you? And for me, I became much more conscious of really like how I was curating my life and my spending when I considered what does it mean for me to be wealthy and to really think about what kind of toothpaste I'm buying to what kind of underwear I'm buying to what kind of coach I'm yes. investing. Yeah. What does that wealth look like and feel like to me? And then I really started to craft this life that represented me so well. Yes. Yeah. Just being very more careful with the things that you spend your money on. What would it be careful? The word we more aware. Yeah. More aware, more thoughtful, more intentional, maybe. And can I ask you, Sonia, do you find like, okay, working in a creators when they work with you, how do you help them shift that mindset? So again, first defining for themselves, what does wealth really mean to me? And again, taking the shame out of it and owning their desires. A lot of the work that I do when I start with with people one-to-one is just getting into really basic questions of like, what do you want to do? What do you love? How do you want your life to look? And just really breaking it down so that they have space and time to acknowledge, here's what I actually want without layering on any of the shoulds or the limits or, Mm -hmm. you know, the shame of wanting whatever they want and really just being able to embrace and empower themselves around their own desires. And when we can claim what it is we desire, the path to it gets so much clearer, (laughs) not necessarily easy, but it gets so much more clear to figure out which direction do I go next? How do I want to set myself up to receive and create this life that I'm really after? Because if I go in any other direction besides what I actually want, it's going to be an uphill battle, Mm -hmm. you know? And so really tuning into their own desires and coming back to that, because that's, I think that's how we can really get off track is like, well, you know, my clients want this from me. So I'm going to create this offer and I'm going to do this. And then we find ourselves like, wait a minute, I'm really not enjoying my business. This is not what I want to be doing. Or, you know, I really want to go after, you know, being an author, but I don't really think that's possible. So I'm going to do a bunch of other things and then I'm going to be unfulfilled. I'm going to be frustrated. I'm Mm going to be just battling myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got to, but there's a lot of that when you try to do market research and then you end up with something completely different, what you wanted to do. And sometimes it doesn't, it's still not the thing you, you know, there's a need for that, but maybe you really don't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And the thing is that, you know, we're talented, multidimensional people, like we can probably do a lot of things pretty well. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a reason that we're called to, to very specific things. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get you absolutely. And um, Sonia, in your in your experience as, as a coach, what would you say is people's biggest shame about money? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, I I think it is honestly a a deep and varied <laughs> a deep and varied shame that runs through. Um, but I think ultimately wanting more or not just more, but different than what their family has had is a really big theme because people feel like I must be doing something wrong or disrespectful or my family's not going to approve or, you know, I'm going to be seen as irresponsible or, you know, too much with my head in the clouds to go after this bigger or this different kind of life, right? This different level yeah. of money, this different experience of myself. And I think really separating from what they have known and what their family has always done is one of the toughest things to overcome. That's, I mean, that, that's a very different perspective as in you know what the the relationship that people have to have with money the relationship that they brought up with money around money the feeling of it and because I know for some people they're there when you become entrepreneur a lot of people is afraid of like you know the rejection and it's like they feel like they're not they're not it's, it all boils down to the feeling of not being worth it I suppose I, I think that not feeling worthy of it or just feeling like they're gonna gonna be rejected for what they want yeah. for their desires for going after their dreams because I can tell you that it's not just people who grew up with not a lot of money that have issues around this, yeah. right? I have plenty of clients who grew up with all kinds of money, had everything they could need, but they want to live in a different way. They want to make money in a different way than their family ever has. Mm -hmm. And being brave enough to do that and deal with maybe the rejection or the questioning that comes with it, or just the, you know, there, there's like a period of discomfort, right? When you're like, I want to do this thing. I'm not sure if it's going to work. Yeah. And your family or your partner or your friends might not support it or get it. And to hold that vision for yourself and allow yourself to really go after it and change. You know, it's, it's not always just about, did I have money or did I not have money? And do I feel worthy of money? But it's like, do I feel worthy of being myself in the world? And do I feel like it's worth it to yeah. go after that? Yeah. Well, I like that. I like that that perspective. Being worth it for oneself, or being like, okay, I'm gonna do this on my own. Yeah, because uh, this is hard, especially. Well, I say with people who do come from families with money and having that—that that is not the financial because they have it there, you know—and try to do something on their own that is completely different. Because you do see people that are that is like, oh, either they have to take the family company and all pass it on, and maybe that's not what they want to do, and it feels like yeah. they have to do it as well. Yeah. 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 But it is, I mean, you can talk about it. Money is energy and it's like, there's so much behind it, you know, but I think it's, I always say it's like, it's not actually making money. That is the problem is be able to, the, to understand the relationship you have with it. 
right? Because, yes. I mean, you need money, you do whatever, you go get a job, you sell stuff on the street, whatever. You know, there, there is, there's different ways to actually make the money, but it's yeah. be able to know how to treat it after, after you have it, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, to be able to, you know, make money in a way that feels good and then also use it in, in a, a way, way that, that feels good. Because <laughs> yeah. this, this thing as well, you know, when you work hard or, you know, when, or either a job or your business, and there's always this reward. And that's why I'm going back to the dress. And it's like, okay, for women, it's either you go buy a pair of shoes or you buy, you know, and there's always this thing or this rewarding ourselves with, or is the glass of wine or, or something like that. There's, um, but there's always, how can I explain it? <laughs> the price, you know, the price behind it that is attached with, with money. Sure. If that makes sense. Instead of saying like, okay, I did something great for me. I'll go and I don't know, I'll go for a walk. But it's always mm. something that has to be tangible in order to feel like you're rewarding yourself. Yeah, um, that's an interesting point. You know, so I don't think I've said this yet. So part of the reason that I love using the word wealth is because the original de definition of wealth was the condition of well-being. So when you approach wealth like that, it's not so much, oh, I always need to have, you know, a material reward. Or when I work really hard and I achieve a goal, then I get the, you know, item I want, mm -hmm. right? Then I get the money, then I can buy the thing. That can be part of it for sure. But um, for me, it's about how are you taking care of yourself along the way so that you're not waiting to reward yourself with, you know, one big expenditure, which again, that's not wrong if you like to do that for yourself. But it's really how are you treating yourself along the way as you're making the money, as you're running your business? How are you taking care of yourself? Because what I see is that a lot of times entrepreneurs will go after the money, go into the hustle mode, mm -hmm. right? And then ignore their health, ignore their social life, right? Develop, you know, different health issues. I see a lot of entrepreneurs with anxiety and depression and, you know, all kinds of, you know, fatigue, chronic pain. And it's because they're not prioritizing themselves at the same rate that they're prioritizing the material. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The money, the material mm -hmm. reward. And so for me, if we can shift it to say, okay, how can we treat ourselves along the way? How can we, you know, maybe your favorite yoga class is your reward, but how can you be doing yoga every day, even if it's for with free YouTube videos, right? Yeah. Like, how are you taking yourself, taking care of yourself along the way as you're making the money so that when you make the money, you know, you hit your goal, whatever it is, it doesn't feel abnormal, right? Yeah. So having a big celebration, like, I go for it, celebrate yeah. it. But also, like, let's just normalize it a little bit more so you don't feel like, oh, my only reward after I punish myself and work so hard or, you know, it's like, oh, I have to wait until I can get that big, you know, yeah. expensive gift, right? <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of my clients, they're not motivated so much by material things. And so they have to figure out, well, what does motivate me then to make the money? Mm -hmm. 
right? Yeah. Um, and, and that looks a little bit different for everyone, but I think that's why it's important to also bring in um, this idea of legacy that I like to talk about because, you know, making a million dollars in your business is an amazing goal, but if you're not motivated by money, it might feel like, I don't think that should ever be my goal, right? But if we start to think, well, what's the legacy, right? What do you want to leave as your impact, as your influence, right? Mm -hmm. A book is such a good example of that because it's like, that's going to live on beyond you. So what's, what's part of your legacy and how can your money making support that legacy, right? Whether it's going to your family or it's going to set up a community center Mm -hmm. or it's going to (laughs) save the whales, whatever it is, like, what's the bigger thing that you're connected to and that you care about? Cause you know, ultimately you're not going to take the money with you. Right. That's true. So, um, you know, celebrate, buy your things, buy yourself nice things, you know, take mm. care of yourself, but take care of yourself at every moment along the way, you know, celebrate when you feel called and also just consider like, what is the bigger picture? I like that. I like the, the part of the legacy because there's always something more that we could do with it that, you know, that we can leave this little seed or something greater than, than what we have done in life, you know, something that stays there that is valuable for somebody else. Yeah. Sonia, I love talking about this. I love talking about energy, about money. Like I said, I love money, so I love talking about it. <laughs> Like I have the best relationship with money. That's why I love talking about it. But it takes it takes a while. It takes it, it takes that um you know sitting down and see okay what is what are your priorities, what are, your values change as you go go older as well and as you grow and as you you know become more aware of what why you love doing what you do as well you know as your business things completely shift. Like sometimes you start a business thinking I'm like okay this is the goal I need to make this kind of money and then. Things don't work out sometimes the way we want it. And you start learning other things along the way, like you did going from photography and doing what you do now, you know, and be able, did you think when you were studying photography that you're going to be teaching people how to manage, you know, become a wealth coach? Absolutely not. Because I was also that person. I really had to do a lot of work on my money mindset, my money Mm -hmm. story, because I used to have massive anxiety around checking my bank accounts, you know, around um, talking about money, just uh, like I never in a million years could you have told me that I was going to stand up in front of people and talk to strangers about money, like no chance in hell. (laughs) See, (laughs) that is, that is a lot of growth there. That a lot of changing all belief and relationship with money. Sonia, I love you. If anybody wants to contact you, reach out to you, get to know you better, where they can find you, hon? They can find me at realworldcreatives.com. That's my website. And then Real World Creatives on Instagram and Facebook. And I am so happy to connect and, and help everyone with their money journeys. Perfect. So I'll drop this on the thread. So if you have any comments, you can drop them in the podcast or you can reach out to Sonia privately. And I uh, should be happy to uh, connect. And Lovie, before we wrap up, tell me, there's something that you would like to tell people who are starting on their journey, give them a good advice. What would that be? I would love to tell you that it is 
a marathon (laughs) (laughs) and that truly you are going to be the expert of your business and you also have to be the expert of yourself. And so you can get amazing support. Don't do it alone, but ultimately you have to learn to listen to yourself and respect your own wisdom. And that's going to, I believe, really lead you forward in the most aligned way. I like that. Thank you. Get to know yourself. Yeah. Become an expert of yourself. <laughs> to truly know, like, you know, what we like, what we don't like, what we're good at, what we don't, we're not good at, what not good at, or things that we, we could be good at, but we don't really want to do it as well. Cause that's, that's part of it as well. Right? <laughs> and it's totally fine. <laughs> so we, thank you so much for sharing your story and for being here with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Maria. And thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, life, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.